0: Camp is underway. We are previewing the rest of camp, preseason games, players to watch, projecting some breakouts in the NFC East, and, of course, some statistics to know from my uh, astute co-host. Coming up on today's Peacock and Williamson. You're listening to the Peacock and Williamson NFL Show, your daily podcast on the National Football League, powered by the Locked
1: On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: Welcome to the Peacock and Williamson NFL show. Brian Peacock and Matt Williamson at P.D. Peacock at Williamson NFL on Twitter. Thanks, everybody, for making us your first listen here on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Before we get too deep into this, and there is a small tie in with the NFC East, as I just want to say, rest in peace to one of, if not the greatest broadcasters of all time, Vince Scully. I'm a big baseball fan, not a Dodgers fan, a Giants fan, as was Vince Scully. When he grew up as well, his favorite player growing up was Mel Ott of the New York Giants, mm. by the way. Um, but he did broadcast some big NFL moments, too, including the catch featuring the Dallas Cowboys losing to the San Francisco 49ers in 1981 and Dwight Clark. And um, I just wanted to get that out there because he's such a you know a huge voice in sports. And I'm sure even if you're um, not a, a Dodgers fan or a baseball fan, at some point you heard Vince Scully you know, uh, announce a, a game and do play by play. And it, it was just, you know, such a, a craftsman at his job. So I wanted to throw that out there before we got going.
1: Yeah. And again, I'm not a huge baseball fan, but great, great respect for him and a true legend in the broadcasting world. I guess while we're doing this, we didn't mention Bill Russell either. I mean, he was pretty good at what he did too. And also had a massive impact on, race relations, things like that in the 60s, and just so many titles. And unfortunately, talking about you know people of the past isn't uh, the most fun thing, but I do think we should honor what they brought to sports.
0: Absolutely. All time greats like Bill Russell. I saw um a clip of young Bill Russell essentially almost jumping over another human being. <laughs> and it wasn't, you know, a windmill dunk. They didn't really dunk the ball back in the day. You know, he's like, but he lays it in. But the athleticism, and you forget because you think, oh, you know, LeBron and all the newest athletes in your sport, the ones you grow up watching, you know, the young kids love the guys that are out there today, talking about Jamar Chase and Justin Jefferson, you know, um, and 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 all the all the now current players but you forget how amazing some of these athletes were and you talk yeah. about oh it's uh, you know bill russell wouldn't be great in this era it's like no he bill russell would dominate this era just like he did his own era it has rings for almost filling up all the fingers on both hands for a reason so uh, yeah and uh, it's it's harder in football too we've got to move on to uh, the dallas cowboys we'll start with we're going alphabetical here in the nfc east but it's harder in football to have the announcer that makes such a difference, like in baseball, because you especially baseball on the radio, you're describing everything oh, like, yeah. even slower and he could tell such great stories. In football, the announcers don't really impact as much, although, you know, in, in a way, it's almost like you want to you, you want a, a football broadcaster that makes you not want to turn the channel instead of the guy where it's like, oh, I have to watch this guy's game. You know, John Madden was so unique in his own way, but it's so different than what Vince Scully did for 60 years.
1: Oh, yeah. And I'm going to show my age, but I mean, a lot of good memories of sitting on my grandfather's porch with the transistor radio, you know, listening to a baseball game. You know, like uh, it would take me a lot to listen to a football game. I mean, it would be last right. resort. Can't and find it. Anywhere, you're in the you car. Know.
0: You're on your way to get to the TV as fast as possible. Right. And you're, you're listening yeah. to it because you have to. But baseball is the soundtrack of the summer. It was always listening. Good way of putting it. Yeah. All right, Dallas Cowboys, NFC East. Matt, what are your thoughts on the Cowboys coming into 2022 here? And uh, well, one big note, and, you know, it's it's not uh, a sleeper player to watch, but clearly so much has happened at the wide receiver position for the Dallas Cowboys. And C.D. Lamb, a couple days ago in practice, he was the only player on the field at wide receiver that had caught an NFL touchdown pass for the Dallas Cowboys. And
1: certainly is an area of concern Amari's gone Washington's hurt Gallup's hurt counting on Tolbert and so I I think this is a team now that is losing more than they gain year by year but when I did this exercise and dug up some of the stats I was a little shocked how good a year Dallas had on paper I mean they were 12 and 5 I don't quite look at them at that light but some of these other numbers are Pretty mind boggling. I mean, six best points per game allowed, best offensive points per game, the whole league. You know, only your Niners and the Bucks averaged more yards per play than Dallas last year. Best point differential in the entire NFC. You know, best um, turnover differential in the whole league. You know, like they have some really strong. Indicating stats here, and I didn't ever quite look at them in that light last year as a truly elite team,
0: yeah. And by the way, steelers.com, a series of articles from Matt Williamson that we're pulling some of these stats from, and 10.1 points average per game that the Cowboys won games by second to win the Buffalo Bills in the NFL. I mean, this team was really good last year, and I think part of it was picking on a bad division. Did the rest of the division get? Better. Is that why maybe the Dallas Cowboys' win totals might fall a little bit from 12 and 5? Because I'm with you. I looked at all this and I was like, man, they were just up there in every category, including wins and losses. 100%. I mean, they had Defensive Rookie of the Year. Uh, the offense was
1: awesome, even though Dak wasn't 100% for a long stretch of it. One little nugget that they absolutely have to work on that is easily correctable, but they had the most penalties and penalty yardage in a league by a wide, wide margin. So all this good stuff. Often got erased by their own hand, by their own, you know, undoing. Um, I think Zeke is a declining player. We we talked about the receivers. Uh, it's been much publicized that I don't think Dalton Schultz is a top tight end, but I do think Dak will have a better year this year than last. I mean, I, I even with all the great offensive numbers, I, I thought he was still recovering from that very gruesome injury of two years ago.
0: Right, yeah, he was definitely still... there. Was uh, He had to get shut down in training camp last year because his arm was yeah, right, right. tired. He got fatigued because he hadn't thrown that much again. So there were some questions going into the season. And now he's got that full season under his belt and a healthy offseason. So you would expect Dak to be primed here and maybe with fewer weapons. I did see reports that maybe... Uh, the that Tony Pollard and you know obviously he's the number two running back and mm-hmm. and as a, as a change of pace guy for Zeke Elliott and he's eaten into Elliott's role more and more but he might be someone to look out for as one of those guys that's catching touchdown passes since there's so few of them to go with C.D. Land that have caught NFL touchdown passes before.
1: That makes a ton of sense. I mean, this is kind of a fantasy nugget, but a lot of us keep thinking Pollard's going to eat into Zeke's touches and that he's the more efficient, more explosive back. But I don't think Jerry Jones agrees with us, and his wallet doesn't agree with us on Elliott. And maybe Pollard, kind of like we've talked about Green Bay, could get on the field with, you know, A.J. Dillon, Aaron Jones, you know, uh, Pollard and Elliott because of the wide receiver shortage. That would make perfect sense to me. You know, just get dynamic playmakers on the field.
0: Uh, And it's not going away. In fact, it's only going to grow. And I mean, everybody during the draft season, every prospect was compared to Debo Samuel, right? So positionless football, that's what we're looking for. So you put Tony Pollard in the backfield, the defense treats it as a two running back set. All of a sudden he slides out. Now it's a three wide receiver set and he's running routes outside. So you can definitely see that. And that's one of the reasons why Dalton Schultz, I think is going to also, you know, be fine. (laughs) Maybe maybe the talent level is not there with some top tight ends in the league, but the targets are going to be there. I think for Dalton Schultz after clearly CeeDee Lamb is the, the main target getter and he could you know sort of inch into superstardom at some point for the uh for the Dallas Cowboys this year
1: yeah I do expect Lamb and I have him ranked accordingly for fantasy to be very very high you know his uh number of snaps will go from like 75 to 95 percent you know that's a big deal um I also think that they clearly have the best quarterback situation in this division and this is very much a contender. Um, but I think that there's a couple chinks in the armor right now with Dallas.
0: Well, yeah, finishing up the offense, it's the offensive line, which has been one of the best offensive lines in the, in the league for a long time, you know, mm-hmm. going back to when they drafted Zach Martin in 2014, they've got Tyler Biotish at center. They drafted Tyler Smith at guard. So you got Tyron Smith, who's not the same as he once was is one of the best offensive tackles in the league, but you know, you're, you're not disappointed if you have Tyron Smith out there at left tackle. So it goes Smith, Smith, Biotish, Zach Martin at right guard and Terrence Steele, it looks like, is the starting right tackle there. It's, it's mm-hmm. not as dominant of a line, I'm sure, but Zach Martin still is, is the guy that, you know, other line coaches use as teaching tape for playing guard in the NFL. So it should be a good offensive line, but maybe not the dominant line that they've had in years past.
1: Yeah, I think they're kind of keeping their fingers, fingers crossed that Tyron Smith and Zach Martin stay healthy and give you one more high-quality year while Tyler Smith you know, evolves. But you know they lost Connor Williams, and it isn't quite the same line as it's been. You're right.
0: Okay, a couple more players to watch next with the Dallas Cowboys. Maybe some projections for that final record with the, uh, with the bet online line. Wins uh, over under at about, I think it is exactly 10. Yes, it's 10 right now. So that's not a bad line there. So we'll get into no. some of that and the rest of the teams in the NFC East next. But I got to let the folks know about better help. BetterHelp is online therapy. Everybody out there knows that they could use a little therapy, at, especially at this point. What we've been through the last couple of years. I know I came out of the pandemic thinking, uh, "Man, I don't even know how to uh, be a human being anymore." Hardly. <laughs> like, you know, therapy is a, is a great way to get you through some of those things, and it has been for a long time. It's not just because of the pandemic. And BetterHelp is not a crisis line. It's not self help. It's professional therapy done securely online, available to people world. Why BetterHelp Online Therapy will assess your needs, can match you to your own licensed professional therapist in less than 48 hours. So you go online and you answer a few questions and they hook you up with a therapist that fits your needs. And if you don't like the therapist you get hooked up with, it might take a few tries, and that's okay. That's how it works. And BetterHelp makes it easy and free of charge to change therapists. If you need, visit their website and read their testimonials that are posted daily. In fact, so many people have been using BetterHelp that they're recruiting additional therapists in all 50 states. BetterHelp is a great way to invest in yourself. And uh, obviously, it's online and secure. You can do video therapy sessions. You can have text therapy sessions. However you want to do those sessions, you can do it. Weekly video, phone uh, you don't have to be on camera if you don't want to, but I think the face-to-face can help a lot of people as well. Laptop or phone, no matter what, BetterHelp can help you. And they have a special offer from our listeners. For our listeners, get 10% off uh, your first month at betterhelp.com slash locked on. Again, that URL is betterhelp.com slash locked on. That's 10% off your first month of online therapy at BetterHelp. That's betterhelp.com dot com slash Locked on. Okay, man. Look at the defensive side of the ball really quick here for those Dallas Cowboys. And is the, is the pass rush what you're looking at here on this side of the ball? Micah Parsons, how is he used? If he's used as an off-ball backer, they drafted Sam Williams in the third round. You've got uh, Osa Adigazua. Uh, Neville Gallimore, third rounder, back-to-back third rounders in 2021 and 20, uh, 2020 there on the interior. They added another one in Ridgeway in the fifth round. Uh, Demarcus Lawrence, of course, on the other side, outside. That's the unit that I, I'm sort of the, the front seven. How does that end up looking? Micah mm-hmm. Parsons, is he going to be rushing all the time? Is he going to be off ball? And if he's off ball, can the other guys rush? To me, you got to just use him as a, as a a as a pass rusher as much as possible and worry about the linebackers later.
1: I, I I don't know that they'll take that approach. I certainly understand it. I think he's an elite player, and Demarcus Lawrence isn't far behind them. But I wish there was one more guy to trust in the front seven besides those two stars. Um, if we're looking for breakout guys, you you kind of touched on a Diggy Zua, and Jabril Cox out of LSU is a linebacker I liked a lot, too, that both those guys from last year's draft class, I expect to take a step forward. And if Cox does, maybe that allows Parsons to even line up on the line of scrimmage more. Um, one other defender I just want to throw out there that I think is already broken out that I don't know the real everyone realizes how good he is, is J. Ron Curse. You know, the freak's uh, nephew, 6'4". I mean, he can lock down tight ends. He's a much better safety than people realize.
0: And then uh, at the other safety spot, you've got Malik Hooker, who's uh, you know been somewhat of a disappointment and injured quite often. Got yeah, some man. range out there in center field. Trevon Diggs is you know big plays <laughs> on both sides. Can he get a little bit more efficient with his coverage and still make the big plays and take the ball away? I think is huge there. And uh, Jordan Lewis, you know Anthony Brown, Kelvin Joseph, so a group of um, and by the way, another six four safety behind Curse is uh, Israel Mukuwamu from last year's oh, draft. Oh yeah, yeah. you know, you know six for guys like almost too long in a way, but um, you know, uh, some talent there. How does that come together? It's really key that the pass rush is strong to take pressure off that unit in the back end. Yeah.
1: I mentioned two of them, but as I'm sitting here kind of staring at their, their depth chart kind of forgot how defensive heavy their draft was last year, you know? So, Maybe two or three of these guys. Nashawn Wright is a name we didn't mention. Cox, a Diggy Uh, If two of those guys can step up a little in their second season, Kelvin Joseph, that could go a long way for this defense too. Yeah, absolutely. Chancy Golston.
0: Yeah, that would be huge. In fact, I think that's probably the the place to watch. Uh, yeah, yeah, probably be watching guys like Sam Williams because they drafted him high, yeah, second yep. round pick, and he's got a lot of ability even just as if he's a third down rotational guy it's all you need from him in year one and take some pressure off the the rest of the front seven kelvin joseph a second rounder from the year before who's got all the speed in the world you know can he develop into a starter for that team so uh those are probably the players i'm watching most of all in dallas 100
1: go a long way if a couple of them step up
0: Jalen tolbert on the offensive side of the ball is clearly the breakout player to watch if they need that you know third fourth pass catcher on offense and not sure who that player is going to be in with you know Gallop up in the air with his health. So, Matt, ten over under is ten. Last year, twelve wins. Last thought on the Giants, where are they at? Cowboys. Last thought on the Cowboys. Yeah, yeah.
1: Um, I'm going to go under. Just I think nine is more likely than eleven. But I would probably bet them to win ten games. I think they're a good team, not a great team. There's some questions, and I have some head coaching questions.
0: So you're staying away from the the ten. Yeah, under.
1: yeah, I like the line.
0: Yeah, it's a good solid line. I like that, too. Definitely, you know, it's hard to project another 12-win season for the Dallas Cowboys this year. How much better did the New York Giants get? The next team up on the list, they were 4-13 and 13 last year. Not a great year for the Giants, obviously. They drafted early and often in the 2022 draft. They had an extra pick from the trade back when the Bears went up to get Justin Fields. Nice parting gift from Dave Gettleman to the new GM and and head coach there. And so you just hope that the the coaching alone is enough with some young talent that has been acquired the last couple of years for the New York Giants to start taking those steps forward.
1: Yeah, and I'm sitting here looking at, you know, the the, the document that I put together about stats and whatnot. And let's not harp on the bad. I mean, they were a really bad football team last year. I don't think you need to tune into this to, to figure that out. But there's one thing I thought that was interesting that is kind of encouraging if we look at glass half full is just five defenses in the league were on the field more and only three defenses had to play more snaps per game than New York. So just get a few more first downs, you know, help your defense a little. And they added, you know, talent on that side of the ball that I think this defense has the, the makings of a pretty good unit.
0: Yeah, the offense just putting the defense out there for too many, right. too, too many series, basically. Uh, what, one stat you have here, 12.7 of their drives, the New York Giants managed to score a touchdown. Lowest in the league, no other sure team bad, was yeah. under 15%. Uh, their offense only uh, what is it 1.35 offensive touchdowns per game. So, you know, less than yeah. touchdowns per game. You, you can't do that. You got to put up some points in this day and age in the NFL. They got the same quarterback coming back, though. So that's the big question for me. If you know, even with all the, the weapons, adding Wandale Robinson to last year's Kadarius Tony first round pick, um, you know, the the free agent signing of Gallup last year, too. Like they've got players, Saquon Barkley coming back. Like, there's mm-hmm. talent. Can the quarterback facilitate it?
1: Yeah, that we don't know, but I think they have an out if it doesn't work that way. Um I trust Dayball to get more out of Daniel Jones than anyone else has in Jones's career. And I'm not making excuses for Jones. I wouldn't have picked them where they did, you know, when he came out of school, but he's basically had a new coordinator, a new system every year. So I think a little bit of stability will help him. Um, But I don't know that he's the answer. I do like, I mean, they, they have an offensive line now actually for the first time in a million years. I mean, they have a, a young pair of bookend tackles. I think they have plenty of weapons. So I expect this offense to be kind of sneaky for fantasy.
0: Over under games that Tyrod Taylor, the current backup, starts.
1: I don't think Jones will ever get pulled. I mean, okay. uh, so I mean, injury aside, I'm going to say zero.
0: Okay. Yeah, injury aside, you're saying zero. I, I'm going to I'm going to say two and a half.
1: Okay. I, I kind of want Daniel. I mean, I know this isn't the same as real life, but Daniel Jones is probably going to be my backup. Fantasy quarterback in a lot of leagues. He runs oh, a lot, Lord. and you know, is a Miller like version of, of Josh Allen.
0: Maybe throwing from behind a little bit, yeah, and yeah, yeah. just coaching Josh Allen. Good His weapons. His head coach. Yep, yep, um, yep. Over under, how many games Jimmy Garoppolo starts for him? Jimmy Garoppolo, the number one, <laughs> the number one landing spot according to Bet Online is the New York Giants. Now it passed up the Cleveland Browns. For, Interesting. Uh, I hadn't really thought of that next. angle.
1: Not terrible. I mean, I think they could fit him in and. Maybe sign him to a two-year deal, and he could be the broker, you know, the bridge for next year's first-round pick. Or
0: Yeah, they kind of brought in Tyrod to do that role. Right, right. That's why I would think maybe not. But otherwise, you know, if you just took Tyrod out of it and looking at the situation with Daniel Jones, I would think Garoppolo is the perfect guy to come in and either help him or just Mm -hmm. help the team play well this year and then be the bridge gap for uh, for the next quarterback that they bring in next year.
1: Yeah, I mean, this staff, I mean, they went after Trubisky hard, and then they settled for Taylor. Um, it's pretty clear that they didn't don't have extreme faith in Jones, you know.
0: You know what I find odd, and we've got to move quickly here. I find odd about the wide receiver group for this team, and I mentioned a whole bunch of them and Sterling Shepard on the pup list, but Richie James, out of nowhere, is it was kind of a street-free agent. He's been running with the ones, and he's been doing all the things in practice that you thought Wandale Robinson and Kadarius Tony would be doing. So uh, okay. I don't know what's going on with that group. Maybe Tony, you know, obviously clearly was – so somebody was disappointing last year they're trying to trade him in the offseason they drafted a guy with you know somewhat of a similar skill set in wandale robinson this year and if they're both you know getting undercut by richie james you know who's a smaller guy who can you know return kicks and do some things and just a little bit strange interesting that is strange. I, i've you know darius slayton's fallen way behind it seems like so i don't know what to expect from that wide receiver group right now
1: yeah, and Shepard's injuries are always looming. I think Kenny Galladay's gotten a little bit of a bum rap, too. Like, that was a bad contract, but that doesn't mean he's a bad player. I mean, I don't think he's a great player. Um, I, I do think Tony is extremely exciting, though, to be honest with you. I, I think he is a unbelievably dynamic mover, not a traditional receiver in any way, so you could understand why teams are you know hesitant to work with him. But, boy, with the ball in his hands, there's few like him.
0: Oh, you can see the movement skills. It yeah. doesn't take long at all. But you know, with the drafting of I I drafted Wandale Robinson in our dynasty mm-hmm. dynasty league because it's like, well, clearly they, they feel like that's what they need. And they drafted someone to play over the top of Tony, but we'll see how long that takes. And even though I thought Wandale was drafted a little too high in the second round. But yeah, the, the players to watch to me, it's it's not, you know, sleeperish but those first round picks are so important. Evan Neal and yeah, of course yeah. Kayvon Thibodeau, which I, I don't know, is Kayvon Thibodeau going to be a monster and be the next, you know, stud pass rusher in the NFL? Or, you know, were there were some of the red flags that people talked about, were they overblown or were they not? And is he going to sort of be that, you know, that cautionary tale? So I have no idea what to expect from Kayvon Thibodeau as a pass rusher. I'm going to be watching that because it's really important that he hits for that defense.
1: Yeah, uh, it's a great point. Uh, I do think he benefits from having Leonard Williams and Dexter Lawrence on the interior. Those guys are a handful. And Ojolari's a a fine bookend for Thibodeau. So that could be a formidable front, especially if he reaches his talent. Um, The one guy I just wanted to highlight, too, another safety like Dallas, Xavier McKinney is a guy that I loved coming out of school. Super early second-round pick. Um, And I think he's ready to break out and kind of be a household name as a top safety.
0: Another name to watch, Cordell Flott, who's been getting some good reports in camp. The third-rounder this year is a really skinny guy, but he could cover um and and uh, he, he's a good player I, th- I think he's a sneaky one to watch on defense there as well and there's an
1: opportunity there i mean the secondary needs to find answers
0: absolutely so four wins last year obviously not a good season for the new york giants i you like the direction I, I feel like this is the time of year we've talked about all these teams that were bad last year it's like well i like them better now than i did last year over under seven wins can they gain three wins on last year now?
1: no I mean, three, I was going to say, I like them over four. I don't like them getting to eight. You know, I mean, I I understand the optimism, but that's the same as every team. And and I do think they're going the right way. I like the building blocks in place, but I can't see this team getting to eight wins.
0: A year away. And if Daniel Jones isn't the guy, then you're still a year away from being a year away because you got to develop that quarterback too, whoever that is, unless they go the free agent route or, you know, make some big trade or or sign somebody. Mm -hmm. Um, in that regard. So I'm going to go under on that one too, because they're still at best, the third best team in the division, right? At but, best. Yeah. Right. Because a team like uh, the Philadelphia Eagles and the Washington commanders, uh, I would probably put them over. So that's tough. So next we'll get to those Philadelphia Eagles and right. those Washington commanders. But first I mentioned the lines at bet online, bet online is the number one online source for odds lines, gaming, wagering, you name it. Even casino games at Bet Online. So go bet on some sports and then come back and uh see what the win some money on poker or blackjack and then see what the teams did that you bet on. Bet Online the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your betting needs. So not just wagering but news and information as well. Find reviews and news on every league including tons of NFL futures and odds and lines already up there for the first 16 weeks of the season you can already bet on weekly lines. Uh, in the NFL at Bet Online, The last two weeks, not so much, though. They don't have those up yet for whatever reason. But the first 16 weeks, yeah, you can already bet on them. Major League Baseball, NBA, NHL, combat sports, eSports, golf, live in-game betting, BetOnline has you covered. So get over to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action at Bet Online, where the game starts. Philadelphia Eagles. This is a team that was, you know, on the cusp of that playoff, spot last year nine and eight they were fighting for the wild card all year long and they felt like they just needed something to get over the hump another year of development for their quarterback and then adding another piece for that quarterback to throw to in A.J. Brown it's an improved team that was already a nine and eight team an an over 500 team last year how much better did the Philadelphia Eagles get are they ready to go take on those Cowboys for the top of the division
1: I absolutely think so I, I you know they ran the ball more than any team in the league last year But that being said, the first six weeks of the year, I think it was six, they were, you know, very pass heavy, you know, so they totally changed the way they played. And that's when they started racking up wins. So I think this coaching staff deserves a lot of credit for saying, okay, now I understand my guys, let's play to their strengths, namely Jalen Hurts. And I understand he's a hot name. I still have some doubts, but I think he's improving. And speaking of improving, I mean, that's the key to me is this team adds – not only A.J. Brown, but they add Hassan Reddick, James Bradbury, um, the big guy, Davis, in, in the first round, the Kobe Dean. I know he slipped, but that doesn't mean he's a bad player. Like, they added a lot here. And, again, they have a great offensive line. The trio of Devontae Smith, A.J. Brown, and Dallas Goddard is exceptional to me. Uh, I like where this team's at a lot.
0: And Jordan Davis mauling people in in fact. Yeah. From what I understand, and he doesn't have to be because a lot was made of Jordan Davis and the low snap count he had in college. You know, it was obviously a very talented interior defensive line. He he doesn't have to jump in and play every snap for this defense either. Because you got much, you got Javon Hargrave, he can just be a monster for a few downs, and you know you develop in develop him into and find out whatever he el- else he's going to be. By the way, they got Milton Williams in the third round last year as well, so they've got. He was going to be my
1: breakout guy. I mean, go look at his combine numbers. Holy smokes!
0: And very different, obviously, than Jordan Davis. So that's the future there, potentially. Um, But, I mean, they've got the deepest interior defensive line in the league. Without question. And the best O-line in the league. I mean, I I think in the trenches,
1: nobody's better than the Eagles. That's the way that they've always built this team. And you mix in the the offensive weaponry they have. The style of play is hard to prepare for. And then you mix in a Slay and a Bradbury and guys like that on the second level. And hopefully, N'Kobe Dean is their first, like, good linebacker in 100 years. T.J. Edwards isn't bad, but I'm pedigree, guys. Again, uh, I probably will pick the Eagles to win the division.
0: I want to see what Jalen Hurts looks like. And they've Mm -hmm. got the weapons, got the offensive line he is a big year for him, you know, because he could be replaced le- la- next year. He could be an all pro. Like, I I don't know what to expect from Jalen Hurts this year, but he's clearly good enough to win a, a bunch of games. And the rest of the roster is ready to win a bunch of games as well. They even drafted uh, Cam Jurgens in the second round to be the replacement to Jason Kelly's Kelsey. So mm-hmm. they, they clearly have um, uh, an
1: obvious plan here. Yeah. yeah. Like
0: the offensive line is something that they don't want to sort of like we saw with the, with the the Cowboys, how they have a dominant offensive line, and then you know eventually it starts to kind of fall apart a little bit. So they want to keep a strength of strength, and so um, to go with that strength, they've got speed on the outside with Quez, Quez Watkins, you know, and obviously Devontae Smith, the first rounder, and AJ Brown's a really good combination. Two very different guys, you know, one guy who's built like a uh like a greek god and the other one's who's is built like a, a broomstick you know so it's like <laughs> yeah, right. very different guys there but both are extremely talented so I, I like that group they've put together and of course Miles Sanders and uh they uh Kenneth Gainwell the the fifth rounder from last year i think they're fine. You know, i'm I'm, I, I'm a running back don't matter guy so when you got a line like that and you have to you have to be honest with with how many weapons you have on the outside the running game is going to be fine no it'll be fine
1: yeah Real, real quick, you mentioned the Jurgens pick. I love that. I mean, he's an obvious Kelsey replacement. But last year, they took Landon Dickerson, who was a center, but now he looks like entrenched at guard. So they always just go back to the well. You know, yeah. I mean, they had an unbelievable find in Jordan Mulata. I mean, that's one of the best draft picks in the last 10 years. I, I like those teams out a lot.
0: Yeah, It's pretty amazing. You draft the first round offensive tackle and Andre Dillard and the seventh rounder from the year before ends up giving you the value that you thought you got in the first round from the other guy. So it ends up not yeah. hurting you at all when you kind of overdrafted a player like Dillard in the first round. 100%. Yeah, they got away with it. Josh Sweat's going to be huge. Obviously, we talked about the interior line, but that outside pass rush, you've got Brandon Graham, who's still going 2010 draft pick. You got 2017 first rounder, Derek Barnett, who's not dynamic off the edge. So Josh Sweat, um. You know, who's going to bring the heat on the outside is, is a question for me consistently.
1: Uh, yeah. And, and is Graham getting a little older? You know, I mean, Barnett's been OK. Josh Sweat's been OK. Like next year's first round pick could be an edge, you know, the way yes. that they invest in D lineman. But right. I think Milton Williams could line up out there, too, if need be.
0: That's true. Yeah. I mean, yeah. he's not your your typical outside edge rusher, but right. Right. He, uh, he absolutely could, especially on, on running downs if you need him to do that. Um yeah, Hassan Reddick is probably the the one there coming off the edge. Uh, Still so sort of a stand up rushing role. He's been around, he's been he's been through the ringer. How is he going to be used? You know, uh mm-hmm. is, is he going to be used as an off-offball linebacker because I hate that. And um but I assume he, they're just going to rush him. Yeah, they they paid just, him pretty good money. He's listed as uh, an outside linebacker. was a 4-3 team, he's an edge.
1: He's an edge. He's just an undersized edge. Um that alleviates some of my concerns there with the edge. I think their defensive front's pretty darn good. And it has, has a, a wide variety of human beings between Jordan Davis and a guy probably hundred pounds less than him and Hassan Reddick. And they kind of have every size and shape in between.
0: That's true. Yeah. They do have, yeah. every- <laughs> uh, looking at the Hassan Reddick deal, 15 mil per year. Yeah. So they pay, yeah, he's, he's an edge. He's an, he's edge. an edge. Yeah. But he's he's edge. finally found his niche. Need to change that designation. Anyway. Um, Breakout player. Uh, D. 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 On defense. They, they got him in the third. He slipped because of injury problems, but if he's healthy. He he's sure good. seems plug and play, especially behind those
1: defensive linemen. I mean, he's going to be protected. Another one I would go with is I think Kenneth Gainwell is more than just a receiving back, Naheem Hines type. I think he I don't say he's a, you know. Austin Eckler, Christian McCaffrey in terms of every down usage. But I think he can handle eight carries a game and do the receiving work.
0: Uh, and by the way, N'Kobe Dean, not on the pup list. Like, he's practicing. He's about, Yeah, he's fine. So yeah. They don't even have to wait for him. So that, that might turn out to be just a fantastic draft pick.
1: I wonder what his defensive rookie of the year odds are. I bet they're low because he was a third-round pick. But what a great situation to get plugged into. If he makes a million tackles this year, yeah, he might be a good bet.
0: Absolutely, good call. By the way, on uh, on Kenneth Gainwell. Yeah, I, I like the player. So, lots of talent all over the field for the Philadelphia Eagles. The bet online over under win total for the Philadelphia Eagles nine and a half. Let's go, let's go over. Oh, that's an easy. Yeah, one. I like the over on that. I love the over on that one. Okay, good stuff. We agree on the Philadelphia Eagles. Washington Commanders what do they have to do to get into that mix the defense sort of was supposed to be the thing that carried the team it didn't they went out and got a new quarterback in Carson Wentz which is an upgrade but doesn't make you feel super excited about the team either seven and ten win team last year I don't know how to feel about the Washington Commanders coming into this year
1: I don't either I don't exactly know how to feel about Wentz I don't know how to feel about the organization They do some good things, but there is, you know, aspects of this team. Like I expected their defensive line to be awesome last year. It wasn't, you know, I mean, five defenses allowed more yards. Only five defenses allowed more yards for play than Washington last year. Like that shouldn't happen. Um, I love McLaurin. I love this wealth of weapons they have now. I, I do think the head coach is a stabilizing force in an organization that was all over the place here for a while, but I can't see a high ceiling here, though.
0: Jahan Dotson, first round pick. He's a player that some people love and then some people thought was a head scratcher as early as he went after they traded down in the first round. Uh, Terry McLaurin has been re-upped, so they've got athleticism out there on the outside for sure. Diami Brown, a downfield weapon they drafted in the third round the year before, but... Uh, Curtis Samuel, obviously, is is never really truly broken out, but, you know, that sort of slot gadgety sort of fun weapon uh, for the offense as well. So they've got different players and playmakers to go with Carson Wentz. You would think they've upgraded on offense this year. I think so. It's a group that, uh, you know, are they going to outscore people still? And I just, I'm not sure I see that.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think they have three running backs that are all kind of different. I mean, I, I think Curtis Samuel has been forgotten But they might have three, four, five receivers that can contribute. The O lines above average, you know. I mean, Wentz has good moments, and he's hard to trust. So, (laughs) could it all gel together? Maybe. I mean, I'm open to that idea, but I need to see it first a little bit before I'm on board.
0: I I I feel like. I guess McLaurin. I'm on board with him as a fantasy player, but the rest of it, yeah, I'm, I'm not big on Wentz. the The running backs. I almost feel like it's such a committee that I can't get excited about any of them. And so, from a fantasy perspective, I'm probably staying away from this team for the most part. I
1: probably am too, but I certainly am with the running backs. I am intrigued with McLaurin though, because I mean, this say what you want about Wentz, this is probably the best quarterback he's had, and they just gave him a ton of money, so. Sure. He's pretty and high if,
0: on my list. And if Wentz goes interception crazy, uh, that the, Terry McLaurin doesn't get deemed for that. Just keep chucking it to him. That's fine. You know. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so, right. Right. Yeah. But to Terry McLaurin is obviously the one to own. And folks already knew that. The, the question here is the defense. Is the defense going to be that scary defense that we thought it could have been last year?
1: I have my doubts. You know, they they really need a guy like Jamin Davis to step up in his second year. He had a tough go of it. I do have faith in the D line. I mean, there's first round picks are everywhere. And then they throw Fedarian Mathis in the mix, yet another highly drafted Bama dude, as if they needed more. But there's something missing there. I mean, I, I was shocked that the, the defense was as bad as it was. And, you know, the, the back seven's fine. You know, I like William Jackson, but it's not great. I, I just see kind of a nine-win ceiling, even if things gel for this team.
0: And Chase Young, starting on the pup list, is going to miss. It looks like the start of the season, but they're looking at week two-ish. So it's kind of a weird prognosis with him. Mm -hmm. Um, You'd hoped he would have been ready for training camp. And the fact that he's not is a little bit scary because that was the thing that was supposed to carry this defense is you have that one monster you know, generational type you know, stud edge rusher. If you don't have that, you know, the rest of the guys don't play up as much. You know, Montez Sweat has to carry the load on the other side as a pass rusher. And you hope you get Chase Young back and he is that guy eventually. But that's what scares me about the defense being really good, which is why I might put this team in, in last place in this division. Because I, I don't, I'm not as excited about where they're going to be as at least the Giants. I almost have like some, some hope that they're going to improve a lot. I just don't yeah. see where they're going to get a ton better. I guess you're just banking on Wentz being better at quarterback.
1: I guess, you know, and that's not the best bet in the world. Um, I do believe very much in Chase Young, but he wasn't great before his injury last year. So uh, I'm going to bet on talent there and the defensive front. But there's still a lot of questions. I mean, the O-line's good, not great. The back sevens would love to be average. I'm not sure that it will be. And is Wentz going to raise any ships here? Probably not.
0: And these first rounders got to play like first rounders. You know what I mean? Like Daron Payne and Jonathan Allen. They're mm-hmm. good, and Demontez Sweat has been good. Uh, Jamin Davis and obviously Chase Young. Like those are all first round picks for five straight years, six straight years. Is it six straight years or five straight years? So, yeah, uh, uh, you're right. Yeah, four, five, five straight years. Yeah. So right, and I like those.
1: I like those guys, but they need mm-hmm. to be dominant. You know, kind of like we were talking about the Eagles' defensive tackles. You know, that defensive front has to totally drive the commander ship in all ways. And it could, I mean, uh, talent wise, they're second to none.
0: And then in the back end they're they've got some solid guys there, you know, Cameron curls a nice find out of the seventh round, but there's nobody that you're like, okay, this is the, these, these guys you are worried about throwing into their, you know, quadrant of the football field, Kendall right, right. and Bobby McCain and, you know, William Jackson, it's been around. And, you know, Benjamin St. Just was a, a third rounder. Last year, nice player, has some size, but none of these guys are scary on the back end. So if that front is not getting home, that's where you start to get really worried.
1: Yeah, again, like a Cameron Curl's a better player than people know, but it's not like we're game planning around not throwing a Cameron Curl. You know, he's fine. Kendall Fuller's a good player, you know. But you're right. I mean, I keep going back to that defensive front. When you invest that much in it, they have to be basically the best in the league. And if they are, this team will be hard to beat. But that's asking a lot for any unit to be the best in the league.
0: So, BetOnline has the over-under at eight. And Mm. they were a a seven-win team last year. And I can't project that they're going to be better this year. So, I'm going to go under on that eight.
1: Yeah, I like the chances of seven hitting more than I do nine. Right. This doesn't look like a winning team to me. Yep.
0: I totally agree. All right. That is the – oh, wait. Yeah, so breakout players here. Uh, Jahan Dotson obviously that's too easy He's the first round pick there diami Brown in year two it takes a while for maybe. wide receivers as a deep threat you know you got a big armed quarterback now if you're if if you put Jahan Dotson maybe in the slot a little bit and you have uh Terry mclaurin on on one side and he's got the safety over the top watching him and they're bracketing him and putting a little extra attention can you sneak Diami Brown down the other sideline with some some big hitters so I'm and I like diami Brown coming out of. NC State or North Carolina last year sorry for those uh, Tar Heels fans um, so that's my guy to watch on offense
1: it's a good one I, I like the pick at the time did very little as a rookie uh, another second year guy that I, I think is pretty much already made it is Cosme the tackle I, I think he's a a long-term starter in this league good athlete and I'm gonna go back to Davis I, I mean I thought he was a little overdrafted Jamin Davis the, the linebacker but it's just a pivotal time in his career already. And then if that D-line protects him, he should make plays.
0: By the way, I never put this together, but Diami Brown's quarterback, Sam Howell, was drafted. Yeah, right, right, right. Good point. There, I bet they're doing damage on that second team or third <laughs> Tearing team. Tearing uh, them up, yeah. Yeah, defense. Okay, cool. Uh Brian Robinson, obviously, you know, bigger body back. But again, I, it's hard to project a breakout because J.D. McKissick is there. And like, what are the roles for these guys?
1: Yeah, I, I like the pick of Robinson, grinder, tough guy, short yardage. But Gibson's there, McKissick's there, like uh, they're all blocking one another.
0: Washington Commanders. Uh board, bottom line there, I have no idea. I had no idea what to expect from the Washington Commanders this year. And uh I do think I know what to expect from the Cowboys and the Eagles at the top of this division. That is the NFC East. Some players to watch there in those preseason games as we're getting ready for 2022. NFL football a couple more divisions to go all the latest news around the league Matt and I doing it every day here thanks for making us your first listen back tomorrow Peacock and Williamson